Well, good morning. It's uh, Monday, September 19th, 2022. Monday, September 19th, 2022. Did you have a good weekend? You did? That's awesome. Uh, you know, pretty good weather we're having here. In L.A., anyway. I don't know where you are. Uh, Slava Ukraine. Heroium Slava. PVTV. Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Those four words. Uh, tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Man, do I appreciate you every single day. I really do. Even on the weekends, I appreciate you, even when I'm not doing this. Um, hey, yeah, it's really nice of you to come. Um, this morning, I, you know, I, turned, I got up early and I turned on the news. Nothing but funeral. Nothing but funeral everywhere. So, you know, I just laid there for a while and finally got up and, and uh, hit the internets, as they say. Uh, anyway, if you can, uh, please bring someone with you today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. Tweet to me questions or insights or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Yes, it was uh, uh, difficult to find stuff this morning. I'm going around searching the internet all over the place. But I found some stuff. And let's start with Ukraine and Russia. <clears throat> Uh, the Kremlin has rejected claims by Kyiv that uh, Russian forces committed war crimes in Ukraine's Kharkiv region, uh, saying it's a lie. That was a lie, you liar, liar. That's what they said. Uh, that's what Kremlin spokespuppet Dmitry Pesky Peskov uh, told reporters. Uh, he said, it is the same scenario as in Bucha. It's a lie. And, of course, we will defend the truth in this story. I, you know what? There were so many war crimes found in Bucha. I, I couldn't even count them. I mean, you realize that the war crime investigators have more than, uh, more than 34,000 war crimes that they're investigating. 34,000. Many of them uh, are already confirmed, of course. Um, Russia previously rejected claims that its troops had committed war, war crimes in Bucha uh, outside Kiev after evidence of civilians being killed while the town was controlled by Russian troops came to light when Moscow's forces withdrew from there at the end of March. And, and you know, Russia also... Uh, um, uh, committing more war crimes, uh, uh, the the children of Russia. What they're they're estimating is that twelve thousand children have been kidnapped. This is Ukraine's future. Uh, you know, uh, this is what they do. They they get them early, early on when they're children, and and they bring them into Russia, and they say Ukraine is bad. Re Ukraine this, Ukraine that, and then even if they go back to Ukraine, they can't be trusted because they've been indoctrinated. Sort of like what Republicans do with children in, in their red states. Anyway, <clears throat> moving on. Uh, yeah, 12,000 children. I'm not moving on. This 12,000 children is, is just insane that they've, they've kidnapped. Uh, uh, so, so there won't be anybody growing up who knows the truth about what happened. Uh, Donetsk uh, Russian-backed uh, mayor, Alexei Kulemzin said uh, 13 people have been killed by Ukrainian shelling in the country's eastern separatist-held city of Donetsk. Uh, in a statement posted on Telegram, he said those killed in the alleged raid on the city's 
uh, Kubishevsky district were all civilians, including uh, uh, two children. Uh, Ukraine's military says its troops have crossed the uh, strategic Oskil River and are preparing an assault on uh, Russia's occupation forces in the eastern Donbass region, um, which is M- Moscow promised to uh, conquer. Uh, this is over 50 miles east of Kharkiv. The river flows south uh, um, uh, into the uh, Seversky Donetsk, which uh, snakes through the Donbass, uh, the main focus of uh, Russia's invasion. Uh, just beyond the river is the Luhansk pro- province, uh, the base for Russia's separatist proxy since 2014 and fully in Russian hands since July. So once Ukraine gets, uh, I mean, even here, they have taken some of uh, what was has been owned since 2014 because of the help of the United States and other countries. It's This is phenomenal. Um, Russian troops attacked, uh, attacked the Pivdin Okrainsk nuclear power plant in uh, Ukraine's southern Mykolaiv region, uh, according to the country's state uh, nuclear company Energodom, and they uh, said a blast took place 300 meters, uh, which is like 330 yards, away from the reactors and damaged power plant buildings shortly after midnight. Uh, the missile attack caused a nearby hydropower plant to shut down temporarily, but did not affect the reactors at the nuclear power plant. Uh, Energodom said, uh, currently all three power units of the PNPP are operating normally. The PNPP is the Bibdin Okrinsk uh, nuclear power plant. And uh, don't expect me to pronounce that correctly anytime in the near future. <clears throat> I believe that was correct then. The Pivdin Okrinsk. Pivdin Okrinsk. Yeah, I believe that's correct. Uh, the UK's defense ministry said Russia likely lost at least four combat jets in Ukraine within the last 10 days, possibly due to shifts in battle, battlefield strategy uh, triggered by the multi-pronged counteroffensive carried out by uh, Kyiv. Uh, the UK's defense ministry said in its latest daily intelligence update, there is a realistic possibility that the, this uptick in losses is per- partially a result of the Russian Air Force accepting greater risk as it attempts to provide close air support to Russian ground forces under pressure from Ukrainian advances. It added that the probable loss of the four combat jets had taken Russia's total attrition of such units to approximately 55 since the start of the invasion. But but you know what? Russia has considerably more. They have over a thousand uh, assorted jets. Uh, The ministry said Russia's continued lack of air superiority remains one of the most important factors underpinning the fragility of its operational design in Ukraine. Uh, They could send, start sending hundreds of jets at once and they would lose half of them probably with the uh, defenses that uh, Ukraine has been getting. Uh, Germany's uh, defense ministry said uh, Germany will supply Ukraine with four more Panzer Howitzer 2000 tanks together with an additional ammunition package. But someone else has really stepped up 
to outshine Germany on supplying arms. Um, So what I'm about to tell you is unconfirmed. I believe it's true, but it's unconfirmed. An Eastern country has donated to Ukraine. Ready for this? You ready for this list? 74 tanks, 143 infantry fighting vehicles, six armed infantry mobility vehicles, 22 mobile command posts, 16 towed artillery like howitzers. Um, uh, they could be other uh, artillery. 27 self-propelled military vehicles, 15 multiple launch rocket system vehicles, 13 assorted engineering vehicles, and 64 unarmed military transport vehicles. All of that. I mean, what? You're thinking United States, right? But I said Eastern country, right? Who was this country that donated all this cool stuff to Ukraine? Russia did. When they turned like scared rabbits and ran, all that equipment was left behind. It is not confirmed, but I'm pretty sure it's reasonably close to what Ukraine has gained from this offensive, this counteroffensive. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky uh, has promised there will be no let-up in uh, his country's efforts to regain territory seized by Russian forces. Uh, Zelensky's pledge on Sunday came as the UK said Russian forces were stepping up raids on civilian infrastructure, uh, and a top U.S. general warned it was unclear how Moscow would react to its battlefield, uh, battlefield setbacks in Ukraine. Zelensky said in his nightly video address, Perhaps now it seems to some of you that after a series of victories, we now have a a lull of sorts, but this is not a lull. This is preparation for the next series because Ukraine must be free, all of it. Yeah. Uh, and, And what Russia does, you know what? We'll get to it in a second, but Biden had something to say about that. Uh, Today, four of the five European Union countries bordering Russia began turning away Russian tourists, saying they should not travel while their country is at war with Ukraine. Poland, Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania imposed new restrictions as Finland decided to remain open, though Finland has cut back the number of consular appointments available to Russian travelers seeking visas. Uh, The EU has banned all flights from Russia, leaving only rail and road transport links available. And this month it agreed to limit issuing uh, free travel Schengen uh, zone visas. The ban excludes Russian dissidents seeking refuge in the EU along with uh, truck drivers, refugees, and permanent residents of EU countries, as well as those visiting family members. Uh, Moscow-backed separatists in eastern Ukraine sentenced an employee of the Organization for Security and Cooperation in Europe, OSHI, to 13 years in jail on treason charges. Uh, How can you commit treason against a country at when you're in a country that they're at war with? I mean... 
the um, I guess it, I wonder if this employee was a Russian national. I don't know. Uh, the RIA Novo- Novosti News Agency reported, quoting the Supreme Court of the self-proclaimed Luhansk People's Republic, the LNR, a panel of judges found Dmitry Pavlovich Shabanov guilty and sentenced him to 13 years in prison. Shabanov, who was arrested in April, is accused of passing confidential information for foreign to foreign at- intelligence uh, services. <clears throat> The OSCE has unequivocally condemned the charges against Shabanov, saying he is being held unjustifiably on fabricated charges. Uh, Russia's foreign ministry has said Moscow is ready for talks on prisoner exchange exchanges to free U.S. citizens jailed in Russia, but accused the American embassy of not fulfilling its official duties to maintain dialogue, I, which is, of course, you know, that's BS. The U.S. has been non-stop having dialogue. I, and this is just uh, Russia trying to say that uh, the U.S. has been is the one causing problems, which they are not. Uh, Maria Zakharova, uh, the ministry's spokeswoman, said in a statement posted on Telegram, We have stated many times that we are ready for negotiations to resolve the fate of the U.S. citizens convicted in Russia and Russian citizens in the U.S., Sort of a lie, because they also want somebody else from another country. Uh, She added, The fact is that instead of fulfilling their direct official duties, maintaining contacts with the diplomats of the host country, the U.S. Embassy in Moscow is engaged in some kind, uh, kind of media madness. They're always saying something like that. Eh, whatever. Uh, Alla Pugasheva. The queen of Soviet pop music uh, has denounced Putin's war in Ukraine, saying that the Russian leader is killing soldiers for illusionary aims, burdening common people, and turning his country into a pariah state. Uh, uh, Pugasheva, uh, who's 73, I guess he's sort of like he's sort of like the Tom Jones of the Soviet unions. Um, uh, age 73, a Soviet and then post-Soviet icon who is arguably Russia's most famous woman. Turning his country, her country, into a pariah state. Uh, requested Russia also. Uh, um, I, guess, I, I guess since it's not a Tom Jones, I guess it's, it's like a... Uh, Madonna's too young. Oh, uh, um... Um, uh, Liza Minnelli like the Liza Minnelli maybe something like that I don't know anyway uh, requested Russia also clear uh, class her as a foreign agent after her husband uh, TV comedian Maxim Galkin was put on that list Pogacheva told the Russian Justice Ministry and her three and a half million followers on Instagram yesterday I am asking you to include me on the foreign agents list of my beloved country. Uh, I guess uh, she wanted to be included just like her husband was, but she told her three and a half million Instagram followers the same thing. Now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the world. I, you know what? I wonder, is she... I, I'm assuming she's not in the Soviet Union right now. I'm assuming she's in Europe somewhere. 
So anyway. Uh, so let's start with Biden. He you know he had that 60 Minutes interview. Did you did you watch it yesterday? It was pretty good. You know, kind of lame, but it was pretty good. Uh, Biden had that 60 Minutes interview recorded last week. It aired Sunday. I, uh, he, re- he recorded it when he was uh, at the uh, auto show, the Detroit auto show. Uh, he had strong words for Putin if Russia's president decides he was going to use tactical nukes or chemical weapons. Right? This was a not-so-veiled threat of some sort of response. Uh, asked what he would do in response to any kind of nuclear strike. Biden said, you think I would tell you if I knew exactly what it would be? Of course I'm not going to tell you. But he added, it'll be consequential. Such a move, uh, you know, this is Biden speaking, would change the face of war unlike anything since World War II. Beginning to sound a bit like uh, <laughs> Trump. <laughs> uh, Biden says he told, uh, also said he told Xi Jinping it would be a gigantic mistake, uh, this back in uh, February, uh, to violate sanctions against Russia after its invasion of Ukraine. Biden said he spoke with Xi after the, uh, uh, the, uh, the latter uh, met Putin during the Winter Olympics in February. Biden said, I said, if you think that Americans and other, uh, others will continue to invest in China based on your violating the sanctions that have been imposed on Russia, I think you're making a gigantic mistake. I guess he didn't say that in, 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 uh, in February. He said that sometime between when, when she met with Putin in February. Uh, he, he continued, but that's your decision to make. I, you know what? That was quite a bit, bit of a threat. Uh, Biden also spoke on Taiwan and said that if China invaded, U.S. troops would defend Taiwan. But he said uh, nothing has changed that he defends the one China, you know, the one China policy. Uh, This is a fence that has been walked by several administrations. Uh, However, recently, uh, Biden has been leaning on that fence towards Taiwan. Uh, He talked about Mar. uh, He also talked about Mar-a-Lago. How he hasn't been told about which top-secret documents are missing. He hasn't been told anything. He said people in the administration know uh, about it, uh, but he wants to remain completely separate from the investigation, and that he is not being informed about anything. He's told them, don't tell me about anything. Uh, Scott Pelley, who interviewed him, uh, uh, talked about the 8.3% annual inflation rate. uh, And Biden said, first of all, let's put this in perspective. Inflation rate month to month was just just an inch, hardly at all. Meaning the inflation rate has not changed, that it has remained level. He said, we're in a position where for the last several months it has spiked. It has barely, um, uh, it, it's been basically even. On a side note, the Fed, this is me speaking, uh, the Fed will announce tomorrow what they will do, and I expect there will be a small rate hike. Uh, some are expecting a full point, and I doubt that will happen. A half point or even less. If it's, this is remaining stable. This is remaining stable, which could mean that it's getting ready. The the, the curve is being bent. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
So a half point or less would be a softer landing. Um, at, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Uh, Biden declared the COVID pandemic over. He said, we're still doing a lot of work on it, It's, uh, but the pandemic is over. If you notice, no one's wearing masks. Everybody seems to be in pretty good shape. And so I think it's changing, and I think this is a perfect example of it. Uh, he was speaking about the example. He, he was at the Detroit Auto Show when they did it. They were actually on the floor of the Detroit Auto Show walking by cars in the interview. Obviously, people are still dying. But it's at a level we, uh, we see f- uh, from other forever diseases, you know, like the flu. So it's, this is, we're, we're at the, uh, what, what do they call it? The endemic stage, I guess. Uh, seems we usually get more information from a Biden news conference, but the interview did have a couple of hawkish bombshells. So if you get a chance to watch it on YouTube or whatever, go ahead and do it. Uh, today, the Chinese foreign ministry said China has lodged, uh, lodged with the U.S. stern representations after Biden said U.S. forces would defend Taiwan in the event of a Chinese invasion. Uh, Mao Ning, spokesperson at the foreign ministry, said that China reserves the right to take all necessary measures in response to activities that split the nation apart. She said, we are willing to do our best to strive for peaceful reunification. At the same time, we will not tolerate any activities aimed at secession. Now, it's interesting that she said peaceful reunification because that's sort of an admittance that they are a separate entity, right? (laughs) Uh, She also urged the U.S. to handle Taiwan-related issues carefully and properly and not send wrong signals to Taiwan independent separatist forces warning the United States not to seriously damage Sino-U.S. relations and the peace in the Taiwan Strait. There, She went on. She said, There is only one China in the world. Taiwan is part of China, and the government of the People's Republic of China is the only legitimate government of China. In other words, stay out of internal affairs. No, she didn't say that this time. Uh, Moving on. I guess you and I were ahead of the curve, as we usually are, right? (laughs) Uh, Last Thursday, uh, I literally asked the FBI, uh, I guess, was that Wednesday night when I did that, or was that Thursday? I I did it online. I I don't remember. I think it was Thursday morning, uh, before, uh, while I was writing uh, the report Thursday morning. I asked the FBI to investigate DeSantis for kidnapping. I, I mean worse, kidnapping for political reason, uh, reasons, of course. Over the weekend, the kidnapping word was repeated numerous times by different corners of the media uh, for DeSantis of Florida and Abbott of Texas. Not just the media. And of course, this is good for me. This means that I might not get a visit from the FBI. (laughs) We'll see. Uh, Calls for an invest. I I hope they visit me during the podcast so I can can go over there uh, uh, during the podcast and, and, and talk to them while you're here. Wouldn't that be cool? Anyway. 
Uh, calls for an investigation and ultimately criminal prosecution for misleading and mistreating the people at the center of their political gamesmanship are coming from critics of the cruel and immoral actions. Migrants were misled by officials in Florida about the nature of their trip, representing more than 30 of those people brought to Martha's Vineyard with free legal assistance. Uh, lawyers for civil rights said in a statement Saturday that it has called upon U.S. Attorney Rachel Rollins and Massachusetts Attorney General Mara Healey to formally open criminal investigations into the political stunt that brought two plane loans of immigrants to Martha's Vineyard earlier this week. The legal aid group said that only after the planes landed did the immigrants learn that the offers of assistance had all been a ruse to exploit them for political purposes and detailed how its clients were induced to board airplanes and cross state lines under false pretenses. That's kidnapping. Uh, Lawyers for civil rights said, particularly given the deliberate, intentional, and concerted nature of the interference by state actors into federal immigration enforcement, which is illegal, by the way. Immigration, the Supreme Court has said immigration is um, uh, done at the federal level, that states don't deal with it. Uh, a, uh, continuing, a strong and coordinated federal response is required. That's what they said. Even... Governor Gavin Newsom has called for prosecution or at least a criminal probe by the Department of Justice. Gavin Newsom has the high road here because he governs a border state. Of course, San Diego is right on the border of Mexico. Uh, DeSantis, uh, uh, DeSantis's uh, Democratic challenger for governor, Charlie Crist, and California Governor Gavin Newsom, also a Democrat, have both openly supported involvement by the U.S. Department of Justice, with the latter suggesting in a letter to Attorney General Merrick Garland that the Florida Republicans' actions could qualify for kidnapping charges. Wow. Weren't we ahead of the curve? Check us out. And, of course, my letter to the FBI should be included on the pile. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre on uh, Friday compared DeSantis and GOP Texas Governor Greg Abbott uh, relocating asylum seekers to actions of human smugglers. Jean-Pierre said these vulnerable migrants were reported, uh, reportedly misled about where they were headed, told They would be headed to Boston, misled about what they would be provided when they arrived, promised shelter, refugee benefits, and more. These are the kinds of tactics tactics we see from smugglers in places like Mexico and Guatemala. And for what? A photo op. Okay, radio host and author, uh, Tom Hartman. And, And by the way, Tom Hartman is awesome. Awesome. Tom spelled T H O M. If you want to look for Tom Hartman, you should. He has a, sh- a weekly show. Uh, he used to do a weekly a weekly show with Bernie Sanders called Brunch with Bernie. He did it every Friday. Uh, I don't think he does that anymore though. Uh, anyway, Tom Hartman said uh, uh, the behavior of Abbott and DeSantis 
harkens back to the previous racist episodes in the nation's past and that the two Republican governors should be looking at jail time or serious civil fines for engaging in this heartless, racist sport. And Tom Hartman is brilliant. You should listen to him. Uh, Ask him how his gay ducks are. They're probably dead by now, but he used to have some gay ducks on his property. Uh, The U.S. does have a history. And all of this is rooted in racism. Uh, Back in 1962, Amos Guthridge, an attorney and the leader of the Southern Segregationist Group, the Capital Citizens Council, gave money to blacks and paid for one-way tickets north to Cape Cod. 100 people were shipped under false pretenses to the resort town over the spring and summer of 1962 as part of a white supremacist campaign to send black people from the south to northern cities. Overall, some 200 people were bused to Chicago, Cleveland, New York, Los Angeles, and other cities in Indiana, Idaho, and New Hampshire. What became known as the reversed freedom rides was meant to embarrass liberal politicians fighting for civil rights and presumably expose their hypocrisy by confronting them with the demand to live up to their values and assist the black Southerners, which is, which is much like what's happened here. I mean, they, they sent them to Martha's Vineyard to embarrass these white people and Martha's, Martha's Vineyard opened their arms, gave them food, gave them shelter, did whatever they could. The governor came, came along and said, hey, you can stay here. We got a place for you. We got a great place for you. And uh, you can. Uh, you, we have lawyers for you. We have uh, um, food. We have everything you need. We have employment opportunities. Which, who got embarrassed? It seems Florida and Texas is embarrassed because they're they're embarrassed to... Well, of course, I guess they're not really embarrassed to be racist because that's part of who they are. Anyway, back to what happened in 1962. Guthridge, the, the leader of the white segregist uh, 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 movement, said, We want to see if Northern politicians really love the Negro or whether they love his vote. He framed the unapologetically racist campaign as being beneficent, beneficent and humanitarian and then underscored its basic intent. And boy, with some Southern problems. Yeah, that's what he said. Uh, what's being done uh, by those Southern Republican governors is the furthering of the right, white replacement theory because they are only doing this with brown people. And I sincerely ask this question. If Governor DeSantis or Abbott, Governor Abbott, or what's his name uh, in uh, Arizona who's doing the same thing, were on the northern border, do you think the same thing would be happening with Canadians? And by the way, let me just say, Canadians... They take exp- they pick, take well-paying jobs of U.S. citizens. They don't take the cheap labor jobs that uh, brown people tend to take. 
you know, not that they can't take other jobs, not that they can't be lawyers or anything else or doctors or whatever. And I'm sure there are some that have come to this country. In fact, I know there are some. Yeah, this is this is just disgusting on all levels. And I look forward to my uh, I, I hope somebody recognizes my FBI uh, claim of kidnapping by DeSantis. I hope somebody sees it. Anyway, moving on. On Friday, it became apparent Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer is likely to delay a vote on bipartisan antitrust legislation until after the midterm elections. Uh, Time reported late uh, Thursday that key lawmakers involved in the effort to get the American Innovation and Choice Online Act over the finish line don't expect Schumer to bring the bill to the floor for a vote ahead of the November elections. You know, he's the head of the Senate, Democrat in New York. One unnamed senator, Democratic aide, told Time, Time Magazine, which is, are they still a magazine? I suppose they are, just a lot thinner than they used to be. Uh, told Time that there is no chance the Senate votes on the bill before the midterms. Uh, sponsored by Senators, Senators uh, Amy Klobuchar from uh, Minnesota and Chuck Grassley of Iowa, the American uh, Republican Chuck uh, Grassley, the American Innovation and Choice Online Act is aimed at preventing huge online companies such as Amazon and Google from using their platforms to give their own products an unfair advantage an anti-competitive practice known as self-preferencing. The bill, and we've talked about this numerous times, uh, especially of what happened in Europe. Uh, The bill cleared the Senate Judiciary Committee in January by a vote of 16 to 6. Uh, This means another Christmas for billionaires and coal in the stockings of smaller companies. A bipartisan group of lawmakers is also hoping to pass the Open App Markets Act, a separate but related bill designed to prevent self-preferencing by Apple and other dominant players in the app sphere. And that includes, of course, Google. Uh, In the EU, companies have been severely spanked for doing the same thing. Of course, Big Tech is furiously opposed to both bills and has lobbied hard against them. It is almost understandable why they would delay the vote since big tech could spend billions to get them de-elected. Since 2021, Google, Apple, Amazon, and Meta have spent nearly 100 million lobbying against antitrust efforts. Some of the tech industry's cash, uh, according to Bloomberg, has flowed to Schumer, who originally pledged to hold a vote on the antitrust bills by early summer. Uh, Bloomberg, Bloomberg reported last month, after receiving no money from any of the top lobbyists for Apple, Amazon, or Alphabet Incorporated, which is Google, in the two previous election cycles going back to 2017, Schumer's, uh, Schumer attracted some $30,000 in direct donations to his campaign from lobbyists and executives of the companies opposed to the bill that would curb how the platforms operate. Apple CEO Tim Cook reportedly visited the U.S. Capitol on Wednesday, this past Wednesday, to meet with Republicans and Democratic uh, lawmakers about the antitrust legislation. Yeah, you think he had his checkbook with him? I'm sure he did. (laughs) Uh, Klobuchar, the chair of the Senate Antitrust Committee, insisted in statements 
to time that Schumer is committed to working with me for a vote and whether this bill comes to the floor before or after the midterms, we will take action. That's what she said. And we'll see what happens. I guess after the midterms. I doubt it's going to happen beforehand. Uh, There's not a whole lot of time left. There's a lot of stuff that needs to be done before the midterms. Moving on, and finally, it is official, uh, barring challenges, Friday, West Virginia became the second state in the U.S. to pass an abortion ban into law following the Supreme Court's overturning of Roe v. Wade. Republican Governor Jim Justice, yes, as I said, that's his name, he abruptly announced at a press conference that he had privately signed House Bill 302, which passed in the legislature earlier uh, this week. Justice told reporters, it is absolutely done. Uh, The law bans abortions at any stage of pregnancy and is written to permit abortion care uh, in cases of, uh, of a fetus that is not a medically viable and ectopic pregnancy, ectopic pregnancy, or a medical emergency. Exceptions that Justice said qualified as reasonable and logical. The law does not like wording like that, reasonable and logical, because who defines it? And it will likely be challenged on that basis, probably. We'll see. The law also imposes restrictions on people uh, whose pregnancies are the result of rape or incest. Uh, Adult uh, survivors cannot obtain abortion care after eight weeks of pregnancy and must report their assault to the police. Minors, I'll get to that in a second. Minors have until 14 weeks of pregnancy and must either file a police report or be treated for their assault in a hospital or else they will be forced to continue the pregnancy. But we know why this does not work. Women don't report rape or incest because they fear reprisal from their uh, rapists. They fear reprisal from the police. They fear reprisal from the men being not believed. They, 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 men never believe. They always say, are, are you sure you didn't just bring him on? Are you sure you didn't wear something sexy? This is what they say. Uh, and it's men in charge that make the decisions, which really makes it difficult for women to uh, report this stuff. Uh, It's a very bad law. Hopefully, something will be uh, done to stop it. We'll see what happens. Uh, Anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening. Monday, September 19th, 2022. I truly appreciate you. Uh, Bring someone with you uh, today or tomorrow. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me questions, insights, or fights at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. And remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. I'm Peter Lawrence reporting from Los Angeles. And now a whole bunch of background music for you to listen to. Uh, bring someone uh, with you today or tomorrow, if you can. That would be nice of you, by the way. Uh, I, you know, like I said, I get up early. I work hard. It takes five hours to get this thing out. Every day, Monday through Friday, I really work far, hard for you. Uh, tell something, uh, someone about me. Even if it's one of your enemies, tell them to uh, uh, tweet me. 
at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S, and let me argue with them. I'll have a fun time with them until I eventually block them when they uh, uh, refuse to acknowledge facts. Anyway, have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow.